Okay, million dollar question. Do you enjoy a good story? Uh, yeah, that's like one of those rhetorical questions that I probably already know the answer to. Of course. Who doesn't enjoy good stories? They're entertaining, they're great time fillers, and you can hear tons of fabulous stories in just a few weeks to accompany great, great music. You will find the two go together hand-in-hand hand quite nicely at the annual Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival. It's storytelling in the 42420. Yes, you guessed it. That is Henderson's zip code. Henderson is the locale that I'm in now and the locale that you're going to want to be in. July 27th through the 30th, that is a Wednesday through Saturday. Four fun-filled nights of music and entertainment. The stories behind the songs from the lyricists themselves. And a number of these tunes are going to sound quite familiar. Why? Well, because they've been big hits on the country charts. And not all of them. In fact, the ones you don't hear on the radio are often the, the most entertaining. As Susie Watkins and Jessica Bevan, two members of the Sandy Lee Song Fest committee, will tell us these songs are just downright humorous and enjoyable. It's almost like they're Songwriter Festival exclusives. Tunes that you're only going to hear at special functions of this nature. And they're certainly worth going out of your way to hear. So, what is the festival all about? How did it get started? And what is the format? Stay tuned for the answers to these questions and many, many more on this music-themed Blabbing in the Bluegrass Season 6, Episode 6. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Fulton to Franklin, Philpot to Frenchburg, we absolutely fit the Commonwealth like a glove as we blab in the bluegrass while thoughtfully and faithfully exploring and celebrating all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore, coming to you from the unrivaled and unparalleled North Quail Motel in beautiful Henderson, KY. You know, I got a feeling we're going to be fully booked here at the North Quail Motel the week of July 27th through the 30th because the Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival has seen significant growth since its inception. In fact, this is the 12th year for the festival, would have been the 13th if COVID hadn't have thrown a wrench in things back in 2020. But as uh, Susie Watkins and Jessica Bevan, two committee members, will soon tell us, the festival has indeed grown by leaps and bounds. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised because it always amazes me the number of songwriters who frequent the festival on almost a yearly basis. And they're always eager to return and sing and play and share their stories. And you know what? Nobody ever gets tired of hearing them. What's more, many of these songwriters perform at other festivals of this nature across the country throughout the year, and while there, they often tell the organizers, hey, you want to know how to run a festival? Go check out Henderson, Kentucky. And friends, that is a true testament not only to Susie and Jessica, the phenomenal work that they do, but also the rest of the committee, like Shelby Carroll and many, many more who shouldn't go unnoticed. Their time and efforts are certainly to be commended, and they pay dividends in terms of the festival's tremendous success. Now, this success can also, no doubt, be attributed to the camaraderie that the songwriters tend to form while they're uh, singing and performing. Now, a lot of times these people know each other, and they've been friends for a long time, but not always. No, in some cases, they're just developing a rapport while they're... Uh, singing and performing for audiences, and uh, a lot of times they do become 
lifelong friends, and sometimes more than friends. As we will learn, we'll dive into the relationships that uh, these performers tend to develop while they're in town doing their thing. It's just a big old time. And uh, the uh, Songwriters Festival was named in honor of Henderson's late great county judge executive Sandy Watkins. His passion for music was truly second to none, folks. I'll never forget. My parents and I were invited to a powwow at the Sandy and Susie's house. We'll have Susie on here today, by the way. But it, they were kind enough to invite us to their place, and I ate wonderful ribs. I can still taste them now. And in the background, Sandy had a Merle Haggard CD blaring on his boombox. And it was then I came to the conclusion this man must love his tunes. Now, you don't necessarily have to be a music guru to have a CD blaring on your boombox, I know. But I could just kind of sense that uh, this man loved his music. And I was right. He took an interest in songwriters and uh, was always fascinated by the stories behind the songs. And that's what this festival is all about. So we'll learn more as we go along how it all began and how you can snag your tickets because they go faster and faster every year. And rightfully so. Don't move a muscle. We will enlighten you momentarily. But before we get... To Jessica Bevan and Susie Watkins, I have a bluegrass brain buster ready for you. We try to do one of these each and every week, so you'll get the question now, and we will give you the answer at the conclusion of today's program. Now, a former congressman and our nation's 23rd vice president was from Christian County, Kentucky, originally. What was his name? Again, our nation's 23rd vice president and former congressman was born in Christian County, and I want to know what was his name. You think on that, but don't get the wheel spinning too fast or you might miss an invaluable piece of information from Jessica and Susie. But we will reveal the answer in the program's final segment. Good luck, gang. It's a fabulous festival feature. On Blabbing in the Bluegrass. One of my favorite times of year is fast approaching. It's uh, only three weeks away, thereabouts, depending on when you're hearing this. But anyway, it's four solid nights of singing, songwriting, and storytelling in the 42420. Of course, we are talking about the Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival, July 27th through the 30th and Henderson, a great chance for you to get the stories behind some of those great country songs that you know and love and your family know and loves. It's just going to be a, a big old time. And here to talk with us about the particulars of this event is uh, two loyal and faithful members of the Sandy Lee Song Fest Committee. Let's hear it for Jessica Bevan and Susie Watkins. Yay, Yahoo! Woo! And and Sam, to be precise, it's 22 days, 7 hours, 54 minutes, and 26 seconds yes. to the first show. Oh, you've even got it down to the second. I'm I impressed. Do. I could have done heartbeats, but I thought that might have been a little much. got it down. Yeah, I'm telling you, she, she, she does have it down. But yes, 22 days from the time we're sitting here talking, uh, we're, we're just going to have us a, a big old time in the 42420. Oh, no. Uh, Susie Watkins is at home. Jess, you sound like you might be mobile. Are you on the road? I was, but now I'm not. I am stationary. Okay. So I'm good. All right. Well, you good. know. <laughs> well. You never know about me, though, Sam, you know? I'm telling you. I'm always you, moving. You, you, just, you just never want to stay in one spot for very long because you got to keep people guessing. But... Uh, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, we're we're at exactly. least we're at least glad you're online here to to talk to us. In fact, I was telling Susie the other day, Jess, that you two are, are two of three people that uh have been on this show twice, and the only other one is Bob Park. So you ought to feel pretty special. I do feel special. <laughs> Being in a category with Bob Park is a big deal. I feel it very is, special. It isn't isn't that I think we should get little blazers or something, don't you, Jess? I think so too. Yes, I do. I do. I'm see. telling you, Bob Park is uh, for those of you that miss those podcasts and you're not from Henderson. He is a a local legend. He is the epitome of a storyteller, isn't he, Susie? Oh, he is. He's a legend. He's I can li sit and listen to him for hours. He is just he's oh, a I'm fine man. You. Used to have the uh, front pork shows on WSON, and um, I've been 
I've been in a few of his plays that he's written, so he's <laughs> he's quite the genius indeed. Very worthy of that uh, Citizen of the Year award that he got. Yes, back, he was. Uh, <laughs> or yes, he is. Back last month. But I know we're all three going to get it sooner or later. So <laughs> <laughs> something to set our sights on anyhow. But but we'll start with you, Jess. How long have you been part of the, uh, the Songfest committee, dear? Well, I got started, and it's really hard for me to remember back, because I think this is the 12th annual festival. Is that right, Suze? Right, it is. Yeah, okay. Susie and I were yes. talking about that. It is the 12th So I one. believe, uh, I want to say it's been probably seven years, seven or eight years. I'll never forget, I got in a call from a cousin, and they were meeting downtown, and I had yet to ever go to the, the Songwriters Festival. And I was sitting in this meeting and they were all talking about all these songwriters and the songs that they've written. I thought, I know every word to that song. I know every word to that song. So kind of getting into it, it was like a learning curve for me because I didn't understand the talent or the individuals that were really just in downtown Henderson, you know, here in my hometown. So uh, was able to get on board and really kind of like hone in on how we could get the word out about the festival even more so than what had already been completed. So we, uh, we did so. And, and thankfully I've been with it, you know, seven or eight years, I think now. And I feel I, like I've been with it since day one. We've worked really hard on getting the festival word out and really getting for the community and, and people in the tri-state um, to understand the talent of individuals who are here with us in downtown Henderson. It's I'm, very grateful that I was able to get started because I love it and I go every night and I'm probably the loudest one in the room on some nights but <laughs> no it shame is in very that. <laughs> amazing and I and I absolutely love it so much so yeah it's, it was great to get to get on board with the festival yeah, it, it hooks you doesn't it once you get involved you know there's <laughs> they couldn't pay you to get out well <laughs> Susie says it best I mean there's so many people who have come and they've never really experienced it and you know it is it's like a listening room it's like bluebird and you go in and you hear the stories and then honestly you want to come back the next night because you want to see those next performers those next writers and how they were inspired by their songs and it's just a very unique thing and those that have not ever been Susie and I hear it every year along with the other committee members yeah they come every year now because once they come and they hear the things that they are hearing in this room and the experience that they have, they come every year. This festival is only growing and it's growing to more venues, more times, new writers. And so it, it's going very well. New places, new faces. And like you said, yes. you know, when people, uh, when people hear the stories behind these songs, they've heard so many times, they, they appreciate the songs even more. It never fails. So I, I think Jess, uh, I think you probably either came on the second or the third year. It was the very beginning because I hadn't been, I didn't get involved till the second year. And I think it might've even been that year, if not the next, but she is certainly, uh, I don't think the festival could run without her. She and she and uh, Shelby take care of yes. the media and they're all stars. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, but oh, you yes. don't, and I, what like uh, just to, add to what Jessica said you don't have to be a country music fan which no. is what I heard in the beginning so much but I don't like country music you don't it have has to nothing to do with liking country music it's all about the talent and you know the way these writers minds my mind doesn't go there I wish it did but they come they'll hear a line and they can build a whole song off that line and they've trained me so well when I hear um, Brad Paisley sing, you're everything I need. I, I don't think Brad Paisley, I think Will Nance wrote that. Or when I hear it's five o'clock somewhere. Oh, that's a Moose Brown song. Pour you know, me something tall and strong. You're going to yeah. get me singing. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, you know, and who, who hasn't heard the dance and it brought a tear to their eye? Oh, Tony Garth Brooks, Rotta, yes, indeed. Know, and, it's just, we can, you know, I can name song after song after song and there, those writers come to our, like you said, our hometown. And this is, we have big time writers. There's a lot of songwriters festivals, but I would put ours up to any of them. Oh, I would too. I, I certainly would. It's definitely, it makes you appreciate the talent that it takes to 
to uh, come up with the, the brilliant lyrics that these folks come up with. Now, uh, this annual tradition is named after your late husband, Susie Watkins, the uh, former county judge executive, Sandy Lee Watkins, and his passion for music equaled his passion for the community. So talk a little bit about Sandy's appreciation for uh, masterful musicianship and talk a little bit also about the uh, the songwriting connections he developed in and around Nashville. Well, Sandy was, when, when I listen to music, I hear the music and the rhythm first. Sandy heard the words. I think he heard, I think he knew the words to every song he ever heard. And he would buy these writers, these back, back when you bought even tapes and CDs. I mean, we had John Prine on albums, all these unique songwriters. And uh, he and several friends every year would go to uh, Gulf Shores to the Frank Brown Songwriting Festival. And he met, you know, some of these songwriters and some of them he kept in contact with. But they, I don't know of anybody who loved to listen to music more than he did. You know, back in the 70s, we had the the vinyl and the, as my granddaughter calls them now, the vinyls, we called them albums, which they've come back in a few years ago. She wanted a record oh, yeah. for Christmas. And um, we, we've, he always was a, a listener of music. And we went to the first Songwriters Festival, which uh, Carrie Kirk Phillips and Mac Neal, Carrie Kirk, you know, was, was lived in Henderson. Right, and great songwriter he, originally from Henderson, yep. Yes, so he, Carrie Kirk and J, uh, Jason Matthews and Wynn Barble came and in the, the Songwriters Festival was out at the Fine Arts Center and there might have been 200 people there. Well, <laughs> you know how much it's grown. We've probably hit, you know, well over at all of our shows combined, you know, 2,000 viewers or more. Oh, I believe needed. it. You know, it's uh, it's unbelievable the um, how the popularity of this has grown. And I'm always amazed that we have a town the size of Henderson and we have three major song song festivals. We have the WC Handy, the 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 Bluegrass in the Park. And then this past year, Brian Bishop and some other guys have tried to start Summerfest with more. I don't know if you want to call it rock music, but more modern music. So, you know, we, we, we're just a little diamond in the rough here. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more, regardless of your taste and, you know, what, what you like in a festival, by golly, you can find it in Henderson. And uh, my country music fans out there will probably remember Craig Morgan's song from the early 2000s, uh, Almost Home. That was a Carrie Kirk Phillips song, was it? Wasn't yes, it, it was. Yes, um, He wrote that and Pick Up Man, you know, they, you've heard those. Oh, Joe uh, Diffie, yeah, Pick Up Man. <laughs> it's cold in here, you know, is it cold in here, is it just me? Um, Carrie is, a, has, I don't know, something like, it's like in the millions, like 30 million uh, records sold on his songs that he's written alone. And then we've got, um, you know, like I mentioned, Moose Brown. Moose Brown's won a Grammy. We've had several Grammy Awards. Don Sampson and Wynn Barble wrote Waiting on a Woman, which most many people can't listen to without tears coming to their eyes, which I'm one of. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> a lot of women get emotional. Listening I to mean, that. you know, I listen to it and that's what it's all about. Some of them you laugh. Uh, Wynn Barble and Moose Brown will, will play Tattoo Redo or Everybody's Got One. Some people are one. And then Don Sampson will play uh, waiting on a woman or Tony Arado will bring the dance and you know you just you, quite a 360 there <laughs> it, absolutely and it's but it, it just there's just something for everybody my granddaughter who's graduated college now started coming when she was in grade school and she loves it you know she would come even by herself and sit and I'm listen to you. the music because she's such a fan I, I'm sure you know, a lot, a lot of other folks her age are digging it too. Jessica, has Hudson been to one of these yet? Hudson has not been yet to a festival, but I'm hoping that this year uh, he will come because I really think he's at an age, he's 10. So I think it's a good age to him to come and enjoy, probably bring him on like a Wednesday, Thursday when our shows are from seven to nine. Um, yeah, that'll still get him in bed at a decent hour. It's, get him in bed at a decent hour, but... I just think it'd be a good experience for him to have because he knows 
when I talk about it at home or I come home and we're discussing the festival, he's always like, mom, what, you know, what are we doing or where are you going? So I think this will be probably a good year for him to try because I really think he'll enjoy it. Hudson likes music and he likes reading. And I feel like it's going to, it would really um, interest him to come to the festival and learn a little bit more about it. So, so yeah, See, it's kid friendly. So Hudson Bevan is, is going to make his, uh, his song fest debut this year. We're going to hold you to it, Jess. And then we're going to hook him and then he'll be back every night. So then, then he, yeah. Then he'll never miss it. But anyway, what's uh, what's your songwriting catalog looking like these days, Jess? You're up to, you're up to three or four or five now, aren't you? <laughs> well, uh, no, I wish I could, but it's, coming. What, Sam. it's on the tip of your pen. It is on the tip of my pen. If I just had time to just write it down. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you've got too many obligations, but yes, but I'll tell you though, I just, I can't wait for this year. I tell you why, because we do have some new ones. I know we've had a couple uh, that aren't able to attend, but like Will Nance, I know Susie had mentioned his name earlier. He hadn't been in how long, Suze? It's been I've, two or three years. So three I'm years. excited about him coming back. Um, yeah, I think he'll be another good one because he's had a lot of good songs. But there's also some new songwriters. Uh, Johnny and Heidi are not able to come this year, but they'll be back. Um, Lori it, Triplett and Kenna yeah. Elpers are two new ones that are coming. And they have been texting me and emailing me. They are both so excited about coming. And who knows, you know, last year, Hunter Girl from second on American absolutely. Idol. Absolutely. You may not, you know, you may see the next up and coming star and say, I saw her in person before she was anybody. You know? That's cool stuff. So the, 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 the lady that came in second on American Idol was here last year. Yes, she yes. was. <laughs> That's neat. Is she, is she coming back this time around? No. Okay. We've, we've, right. we've reached out to her, but I'm sure she's quite busy right now. Yeah, she's probably got other, but but she'll be back, no doubt about that. But we're, I just saw her. You know, that was the thing last year, uh, Sam. You know, the songwriters after the festival, um, after the, the show ends, they are very much wanting to speak to everybody, be with each other. You know, they want to meet the people there. So, Hunter Girl, who is obviously just runner-up in American Idol, she would stay. I mean, we had video. I mean, she was so personable. They're all personable. They want to tell you about their start and tell you about, because, I mean, the music industry is really tough. I mean, we haven't had Jeffrey East back in a few years um, because I think he's gotten busy, and I don't believe he's coming this year, right, Suze? Him or Lil? He hasn't. And the thing I thought was so sweet about Hunter Girl, she brought her mother with her. And her mother yes. was, oh, you know. that's great. I mean, she, they're just, when, when, when we get together after the shows or before the shows, you know, we're, we're, one of the things they like about us is we provide such good hospitality. We have all of, uh, we serve breakfast and lunch and dinner out at uh, the Moyd's house, Roger and Linda Moyd. And we call it Red Dog Center Central because, you know, Sandy had a saying for everything. And, Red uh, Dog Central. <laughs> well, you, do you want to hear the story of why it's Red Dog Central? Sure, why not? <laughs> well, one time during, the, it was during a snowstorm, an ice storm or something, it was declared an emergency. And Sandy, they told him he was in charge of the, of the National Guard and he wanted to get a tank. And he was going, this is Red Dog Leader to Red Dog Central. But they wouldn't let him have a tank. He was quite disappointed. But, oh. you know, that was, he really, he really wanted a tank to drive up and down the streets. But it didn't happen. But that's the kind of stuff he did. You know, he would, he had all these sayings for everything, you know. <laughs> uh, Jessica has just informed me that she had to jump off real quick. But we'll, <laughs> we'll press on. She's a busy woman. She, she's a busy little beaver. But anyhow. Uh, it's no wonder, like you said, many uh, songwriters return to the festival on almost a, a yearly basis, and uh, they often make friends with other songwriters. Not only that, I know in one instance, a few years back, two eventual lovebirds enjoyed their first acquaintance. So why don't you why don't you share with us that story, Sue? Well, that was uh, Roxy Dean brought her a protege. She had met with her, Heidi. Um, Oh, my, my, my mind quit, but anyway, Heidi, Newfield? Heidi Ray, Heidi oh, Ray, Heidi Ray gotcha. and so, and then Johnny Bulford was here, and they, you know, they talked and kind of enjoyed each other, well, anyway, to make a long story short, 
they started dating and they've been married. Johnny was so excited when he was going to uh, propose. He had been here and he had a picture of the ring he was going to buy and he was showing us all the ring and and it's just been kind of a, a great love story for here. So, you know, we're a full service organization, Sam. Yeah, I'm telling you, even relationships begin at <laughs> at Sandy Lee Songfest. And uh, Heidi and Johnny have been together for how long now, do you know? Well, I, it's been several years, probably about four years, I guess. I mean, I lose oh, track God. of time, you know, at my age, Sam, it's hard to it's hard to keep up with. No, no, you're nice and young. <laughs> you started young. That's why you've got a grandson. That's the only reason. That's, but, that's uh, sure. That's exactly <laughs> it. You know, I am from Kentucky. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no shame in it either. But to prove that uh, Sandy Lee Songfest is uh, truly unique and special, it's not uncommon for uh, patrons to come from outside the Henderson area to take in the the fun and the great music. So uh, give us an idea of some of the cities and states that uh, people have come out of town from to take in the action. Well, we know, you know, we've had people from, uh, you know, all the, the area of Nashville, uh, as far away as Lexington and Louisville. Some other people have come here on vacation. Uh, one of my high school friends last year just happened to be here. He lived in Texas and he said, I won't miss this again. But one of the things that Jess and Shelby have worked on this year and it's in a way it's a little scary but they do it's called geofencing and geofencing. if you go into the, these different places in Nashville, Owensboro, Bowling Green, Lexington, Louisville, uh, uh, Indianapolis I think they will um, send you a, a, a message on your phone about the song fest it's kind of big brotherish but it's kind, you know the technology is uh is very interesting That's awesome. but we're drawing people there's uh billy crane came here and played several years um he has not gonna be able to come this year he has some health issues but he he had had a knee replacement and his orthopedist came and he has come every year and he has even uh paid to for a room at ellen inn um bed and breakfast for a songwriter you know he's made donations since oh, he's come awesome. so We've created some really um, loyal fans, for sure. I, I've, <laughs> I can see why. And it's, it's great with that geofencing. That allows you to reach out to, uh, you know, a whole new audience or various audiences in different places and, and um, promote the festival that way. And it's a... <laughs> well, you know, that reaches a whole new audience. You know, let's face it. People don't read newspapers much anymore, you know, um, the, my mom does well i still do <laughs> yeah mom still, still likes mom still likes the comfort i guess of, of holding a newspaper in her hand but well i did switch to the to online because i had you know you accumulate so much paper over time that right. i um uh, i miss doing the crosswords on on paper but uh that's a routine for me every morning to read the paper you know not as many people listen to uh, commercial radio they listen to Sirius and Pandora and all those things so you know that you have to we have to adapt and change to, to you know to meet those needs the advertising and the media is completely different even what it was 10 years ago when we first started you know we have we've had to update for instance this year we're entering the technology age on our ticketing we're going with this um company called hometown ticketing and they deal only with nonprofits and schools so when you get your tickets online you can now you can print them out or you can bring your phone to scan and another you show them on your phone yes That's we neat. do the tickets are twenty dollars a show but we're selling a bundle you can buy there are six total shows you can buy a bundle for a hundred dollars for all six shows so if you buy for all six you save twenty that's a heck of a deal. So if you plan on going every night, you just might as well buy the bundle. Right. You buy five, you get one free. Buy five and get one free. That's a a, a steal of a deal right there. And it is right. a steal. <laughs> it is a, a steal to say the least. Now for um, our newbies to the festival who we know will be making their debut appearance in the crowd this year at the Sandy Lee Songfest. Uh, explain uh, a little bit. We've sort of 
touched on it already, but expand a little more on the casual but uh, very captivating format that uh, audiences look forward to each year during these shows. Well, what we have is called a writer's round. Now, in Rookies, we have a traditional round. The songwriters sit in a circle where they face each other and you sit around them. Generally, we have anywhere from uh, three to five writers. Mostly, we have four. And each writer takes a turn. Uh, it's pretty much acoustic, except for Jamie Teachner, who's coming, who plays the piano. And uh, they, they may tell you their song and kind of give you the story of uh, uh, Don Sampson one time says, well, I was waiting at the Pizza Hut for Molly and this idea came to me and I started writing it down on a napkin. Now they don't all come that way, but um, this is a job for these guys and girls. So they, um, and they take turns and they play their songs and, uh, you know, and they go right, and they have, you know, some conversation among the, themselves and they joke and tell stories. And it's just, it's very entertaining, but it's a listening room. It's not like a bar band. You know, it's like you're, you know, you're there to listen. So you can, you can pick up all the nuances of those words. Now in uh, Hometown Roots, it's in the Gatsby room. And because of the way the room shape, we do have them up on front in a stage with the chairs going back in the aisles. But sure, it's so that's basically more traditional. More traditional, yes. But if you go to Nashville to the Bluebird and some of those places, it's the actual round and they just take turns. And some if someone uh, like Keith Vincent, for instance, is such a talented guitarist, a lot of times he'll start playing with the others, you know, if if they can pick up on the song, if, especially if they played together before, oh, then, sure. you know, they'll, they'll, they'll play music along Keith with will just them. start strumming. <laughs> they do start strumming. They sure do. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I had Keith on the show a few weeks ago. He was great. So yeah, he's been coming for a while. Quite a few people from Henderson have followed him. In fact, I've followed him since way before you were born, Sam. And oh, uh, he, uh, that's quite a while. I'm 34. <laughs> uh, well, I've been following him uh, longer than that. And uh, Sandy would always say, we, wherever he would go, he'd say, one more song, Keith. Keith may have been playing for, you know, from till midnight, but it was always one more song, Keith. Can you play one more song? It was always and one more. <laughs> just, you know, can you play just one more song? And Keith would laugh. And finally, he'd say, I'm done, Sandy. I'm going home. <laughs> he would he would finally pull the plug at some point he would finally pull the plug but uh, oh that's awesome but yeah I saw uh, I went to Keith's uh show at Songfest for the first time last year I'd, I'd heard him perform before that but last year was the first time at Songfest and and he was he was absolutely great now uh it's no secret that many of the songwriters who have frequented Songfest have become Fan favorites, and we touched on a few of them, but let's uh, let's talk a little more about the uh, the regulars who are uh, going to be making their triumphant return to Songfest 2022. Well, let's see. Well, as I've mentioned before, Moose Brown, Moose Brown last year brought uh, another person with him called Tia Goins. She has a fantastic voice, and they've written a lot of songs together and they they usually perform together because she doesn't play an instrument she he he accompanies her and she plays and then he does his songs and we've had Don Sampson has come for a number of years Tony Arada Joel Shoemake um Annie you mentioned Mosher, Jamie Tichner Jamie Tichner uh Annie Mosher and Shelly Tackett uh I always hate to do this because I know I'll forget somebody because I've yeah, this is just an overview, folks. If you want the complete list of the schedule, you know, the, the, the listing of not only who's going to be there, but when they're going to be there, that's all on the website. So right now, if you'll notice at the bottom, it'll it says subject to change because just in the last week, we've had three drop out, but three come in, you know, also oh, the three that have dropped out have been replaced. They've already, you know, they had, <laughs> we've had, and it was three older ones uh phil coleman jamie teachner and um can't remember who the other one was uh, uh that said you know they wanted to be here and then these others had a schedule conflict and um so uh and three of them that dropped out were their new ones josh sinclair uh jamie mckeon and cody joe hodges 
But like I said, we've got Kenna Elpers and uh, Lori Triplett are, that are both new. And uh, so. <laughs> uh, there's another guy, Brian Ashley Jones, I think is his name. He's new. And the solid uh, replacements for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, let me see. I got a just happened to have a, a list here. Let me look and see who else I've missed. Her handy dandy list. Is that her, her fingertips? <laughs> uh, Timmy Dunn is playing. He's from Henderson. I think this is his second or third year. Uh, oh, yeah. I went to one of Timmy's shows last year. Uh, he has a great voice. Um, Randy Fincham and Gerald Smith. Gerald Smith uh, and uh, Wynn Varble were buddies. In fact, Gerald Smith is a, used to, if, you, if any of you've ever watched on the reruns. Um, Let's oh, see which, uh, which show. Hee Haw? Hee Haw. Hee Haw. <laughs> he, was the, he was the duck sound on Hee uh, Sam, you're making me nervous. You got me all Twitter painted. See, <laughs> we're, uh, all, we're all family here, Suze. It's good. <laughs> uh, Buddy Owens and Galen Griffin, uh, Chris Galbuda, Leslie Satcher. Uh, Leslie um, has been here almost the whole time. She's oh, yeah. She's a she cowgirl is, from Texas. <laughs> yes. And, you know, she's written quite a few songs for George Strait. Scott Lindsay has been here. He's he's a Kentucky boy. He lives up in Ohio oh, yeah. County. He's coming back. Rusty Tabor lives, uh, he's from uh, down around Madisonville. He's one of our favorites. He's coming back. Uh, Philip Coleman, uh, Rachel awesome. Owens. Rachel uh, we've got Owens. some, um, we really have some talented people that are coming in. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But you know, as much fun as it is, Sam, the bottom line is Another one of Sandy's favorite sayings was keep Henderson green, spend more money. Right. Uh, our, uh, our, our profits go to local nonprofits. Indeed. We in turn, the profits that, uh, some of the profits that we make, we have a grant process. And this year we're going to give money to Christian Community Outreach, Meals on Wheels, Matthew 25, Oval, uh, the Volunteer and Information Center, and the brain injury adventure camp. Six so, very worthy causes there. Yes, six <laughs> very worthy causes. And we wish we could have given to everybody. We had like, I think we had 23 applications and we, uh, it was a difficult decision. There were five or six of us and we shuffled and talked and finally came to a consensus that while they were all good, we felt these, these kind of rose to the top. So, um, that, those were, were the cream. Like, they were the cream. Uh, but yes. none of everybody that applied was well deserving. And sure, we hope sure. they apply again. And some of them, we had funded them before. So we thought, well, we would try to pick some people that, uh, some groups that hadn't been funded before. But if you'll notice, three of those on there and the volunteer and information were all about providing food for people. And so you got to love that. The Volunteer and Information Center is uh, school supplies and things for kids to get started in school. You know, a lot of people are struggling, so it, we feel really fortunate that we're able to help just a little bit. Yeah, and, and the audience can feel good knowing that they're going to not only enjoy great shows, but their their money is going to benefit very deserving people. <laughs> At least and part everybody, of it. now we do pay the writers a very small stipend. Uh -huh. Nothing compared to what they get for other places. But everybody that works for the festival is a volunteer. And people like Jess who have young children and has, you know, she has her home place. They give multiple hours and hours to, um, to uh, you know, to volunteer to make this possible. Um, there's a few of us that are a little older that are retired. But for the most part, you know, these other people, they have other lives too. They have families and children and jobs and yet they still find the time to to make this a success and it, exactly. it's, it it makes me feel very blessed that these people want to help and most of the people that are on there were my friends before uh sandy died so they were our friends so that yeah and that gives way them they've chosen to honor him and that that also makes me very humble 
Yeah, when they, they were Sandy's friends, so that gives them even more incentive to, yes. <laughs> to pitch in and, and contribute. So, you know, that's it's great that the volunteers and the staff are just so devoted, and that that helps to to make for such a, a wonderful song fest every year. Now, uh, talk a little more about the uh, the venues, where we can see shows, along with the uh, avenues by which we can purchase tickets, Susie. All right. Well, this year we have entered into the technology age. You can um, uh, buy your tickets online, and the link is on our websites, what, website, sandyleesongfest.com. I liked it the and first time. Website. That, that, that's the way I like to say it. Website. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've been accused of being a little Southern, Sam. No. But I believe, you think? <laughs> and uh, you can uh, either print your ticket out when you get it, or you can keep it on your phone. And we, we have scanners, so we you know we've joined the big time. And this year, we have decided to have only two venues. Uh, we'll, you know, with everything so iffy with sickness and economy and all this we were we thought we would try with just two um and it's going to be in the you know the the meeting room at rookies and in the gatsby room at hometown roots on wednesday go. and thursday um the shows start at seven and then on uh friday and saturday we have an early bird show that's from 6.45 to 8.30, and a light show that is from 9 to 10.45. So awesome. that's our night owl show for those. That like yeah, that's my kind of show right there. So, night so. Owl. <laughs> uh, but, um, so anyhow, so one, one show Wednesday night and Thursday night at both locations, and then, yes. uh, and then two shows at both locations, Friday and Saturday night. So uh, that's that's correct. So <laughs> make sure you mark your calendars, make plans to attend. And another important thing to note, um, no tickets available at the door this year, right? Oh, yes, we will. We, we will have well cobs. I forgot to tell you that. We, I got sidetracked. You're which right. Is to do. <laughs> uh, at, at Roast, which is the coffee shop at Hometown Roots, we will have um, someone there where you can, you can buy your tickets there. It won't be at the door. You'll have to go to that place and um and they will will immediately send it to your phone if for some reason we can't send it to your phone one of us will walk over with you and say let these people in <laughs> they pay they're allowed <laughs> they pay they want to come in let them in <laughs> yes indeed so so uh, you know although you're encouraged to purchase tickets in advance what tickets are left will be available at the roast and you can uh, grab those before the shows and uh, they'll they'll send them to you even though they are all digital regardless of of when you buy them so yes. keep that in mind and just get ready to embark on song fest and uh, have some fun now Susie if anyone in our listening audience is uh, a songwriter by chance and maybe they'd like to partake in the festival next year or they know somebody who would tell us how we can uh, inquire about future participation or perhaps uh, make a recommendation well we have you know we have a, a website and we have a facebook page and you can uh i think there's some links on there for that type thing and you can uh send us a message and uh we'll we'll get back to you on that that's how we picked up uh some of our you know our, our newer writers this year and then some of the writers different ones uh, travel and they've gone to shows and heard people and they've come back and said you know I heard Lori Triplett and she was great we think you should invite her so um, you know we we do that as well um, we uh, uh, it's just you know this year it's it's really it's it's really nice we have every every slot filled and you know uh, so people want to come here we've and like I said earlier, they, they like our hospitality. And one of the songwriters gave us a great compliment. They went to another songwriters festival and they said, if you want to know how to run a song festival, go to Henderson. So that how about made it, that? That makes your heart swell with since pride. Since we're all amateurs, you know, none of us is professional. 
that was a pretty great compliment. That's awesome. <laughs> that was music to your ears, I know. Absolutely. But uh, Absolutely. anyway, uh, another big component of the Songwriters Festival um, most years is a songwriter's workshop where folks can connect and interact, ask questions to the songwriters. Are we going to have a, a workshop this time around? Yes, we are. We're going to on uh, Saturday morning at the venue um, there on Green Street. Uh, we'll, I think it starts at 10 o'clock and we will have, we will have that. Another thing we're having this year is on Thursday afternoon from three to five o'clock at home place, we're having a veteran show and all veterans and, you know, their, their family or families are invited to come there. And that's a free show for all veterans. We go. have four songwriters lined up, Don Sampson, uh, Joel Shoemake. Don and Joe. <laughs> Don and Joe. And uh, let's see. Two other, well, the mystery Rusty songwriters. <laughs> Rusty Tabor is, is going to. And, um, oh, Galen Griffin. Galen, Galen Griffin. Griffin. Okay, so that's quite a foursome there. Yeah, that is. Galen is, is a loyal follower, you know, participant here, too. He's got some great songs. You go check out those foursome, especially if there's a veteran in your family. And they're, they're there. There uh, is. Especially and welcome. Um, and how, how fitting is it that the uh, concert, the veterans concert, will be at Home Place of Henderson, which is the uh, <laughs> the business belonging to uh, an important committee member, Jessica Bevan. So, <laughs> yes, she <laughs> you know? when uh, year, several years ago, she made arrangements <clears throat> before Home Place and we had a veteran show and it was it was it was really successful. And uh, everybody there seemed to really enjoy it. And the and the, the writers enjoyed doing it, too. All of them that I asked said, oh, I'd be honored. Well, that's great. That's, <laughs> it's awesome to have such wonderful enthusiasm among the, the songwriters. I'll tell you, the songwriters are uh, just about as enthusiastic as the, the committee members and volunteers. So, <laughs> Well, last year, so many of them, that was the first show they had performed since the pandemic. And they just seemed so pleased to be there. They were thanking the audience, you know, for letting them perform, you know, and we were excited after having to cancel in 2020. We were uh, not sure how things would work out and it was very successful. And I look for this one to be just as successful, if not more so. Oh, yeah. With all those new faces and, and a bunch of regulars coming. I know uh, we've talked about our friend Wynn Varble several times. I know he's not on the docket this year. No, he is. And I think someone told me he was in Colorado. I think um, mom told me Texas. I think she saw that somewhere, but it could be, been. you know, it could be both Texas and Colorado. It could be. It was somewhere not here. <laughs> somewhere other than Henderson, but we'll try not to yes. hold that against him. I know he always enjoys it here though. So I know he'll be back. And so, he's, he is so funny. He is, he is such a hoot. Oh, I know. Off the stage as well too. And so personable. That's the thing too. Don Sampson and his wife, I knew I was going to like Don the first time he emailed me because he called his wife, the darling Molly. And so darling. Molly and Don come and they're, they've got two daughters and they come and uh, I've even gone down and stayed at their house with them. We've become great friends and which is such a nice thing because we've developed these friendships, uh, you know, among the writers and uh, it's, and, 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 and us volunteers and it's, it's just, it's it's just a labor of love labor of love indeed <laughs> you know they know how to mix the the business with the pleasure those songwriters they do. Do. They and do. the committee members for that matter so it's it's going to be a blast well uh we'll look forward to it here in just a few weeks Susie now uh last but not least in 60 seconds or less but if it's 62 seconds we won't strangle you uh tell us if you would, why music lovers uh, from all ages and all genres can truly unite and rejoice at Sandy Lee Songfest. Sam, I think it's because when you are there, you are in awe of the amazing talent that you see there and these songs that these people write and perform and they perform well, evoke emotions, everything from joy to tears. And it just makes you happy to be there and you wanna come back. 
Absolutely. How's that, Sam? That, that's that, that is perfect. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and you were well within the time clock. Not that we would have stopped you if, if you weren't. Well, and you kind of put me on the spot. You know, it's hard for me. You know, I can ramble on and on. It's harder to say something in a condensed sentence than it is to ramble. And I'm a good rambler. Oh, gosh. Waylon Jennings had that song about rambling, man. You're, you're the rambling girl. But that'd be me. That'd be me. But that's why we love you. So, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's not going to be something that anybody wants to miss. Like I said, any of our listeners that haven't been there, they're going to make their debut appearance in the audience this year, July 27th through the 30th at Sandy Lee Songfest in downtown Henderson. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on, Susie. Thanks also to Jess, even though she had to leave us a little early. We certainly won't hold that against her. And Well, uh, you know, she, she does have a real job that she has to do. And I'd like to encourage people that haven't been here before, don't wait till Saturday to come. Come on Wednesday because I promise you, you'll want to come back. Yeah, and there'll be some people performing on like Wednesday and Thursday that that won't be there Saturday. Exactly. Uh, Tony, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, we've, we've tried, you know, we've tried to spread it out, but you know, you're every night there's everybody's doing two shows. So you have the opportunity to see everybody twice, but you, you know, each show you've got, you will see people that you haven't heard before. So yes, anyway. indeed. And yes. Sam, thank you so much for helping us to promote this. And I hope to see you there. You, you certainly will. I will be there <laughs> with bells on. Would not miss it for the world. Uh, it's something that uh, I always mark my calendar for. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, you know, if you don't like country music, don't let that scare you because we know everybody can appreciate a good story. And that's what this festival is all about. Good stories. Storytelling in the 42420. For storytelling in the 42420. That's that's where we get our slogan. Well, uh, Susie, you're a blast, and uh, we'll do this again next year. Thank you. You know I love you, Sam. We love you too, Susie Watkins. Now, you can sense the enthusiasm on the part of both her and Jess, and rightfully so, because the event is merely three weeks out. And shoot, Susie even had it narrowed down to the second, which was quite impressive. Yeah, I know, she was looking at the website and there's a time clock there, but nonetheless, kudos to Susie for being resourceful and retrieving that useful information for us. You know, probably the most enjoyable aspect of Songfest to me, other than the fact that I'm a big country music fan, but to reiterate, you do not have to be because the stories that are shared can be enjoyed by anybody and everybody, regardless of the genres that they get into. But again, probably the most enjoyable uh, aspect of Songfest to me is just the conversational nature of the shows with the songwriters sitting around in one big circle sharing stories about their music and uh, cracking jokes on one another for fun. You'll be laughing right along in there with them. And I know that you'll find that you can relate to a lot of their stories as well when you go to their shows. It makes it sort of like a really big family room, if you will, with the songwriters almost passing for some of your distant kin during those two-hour, slightly less shows that you're in there with them. Not to mention, as Jessica pointed out earlier, a lot of the songwriters enjoy mixing and mingling with the audiences after the show's over, so they'd love to shake a howdy with you. And uh, I've gotten CDs and autographs from a few of the songwriters in years past. It's just a, a big old barrel of fun. Now, I will link you to the Sandy Lee Songfest website in my show notes. SandyLeeSongfest.com. Pretty simple to remember, but to make life even easier, I'm going to link you there in my show notes. So all you got to do is hit that link. It'll take you to the webpage. You'll have access to all the information you need regarding the lineup, the schedule, which is subject to change. Also, ticket information. You can also purchase tickets while you're there. Contact Susie, Jessica, or anybody else on the committee. They'd be more than glad to assist you in any way they can and answer any questions you may have because they want to see your smiling faces. And we know they will in just a few weeks here at the often imitated but never duplicated Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriter Festival. Now, we mentioned Keith Vincent 
one of the uh, songwriters slated to perform this year for about the third or fourth year in a row, I think. But anyhow, as we told you, I featured Keith Vincent a few weeks ago on the show. It was Season 6, Episode 2. And that would be a perfect sneak preview of what you can expect from Keith, among others, at this year's Songfest. He was kind enough to come on with us and share about his background and play and sing a few of his original tunes, which were great. So you owe it to yourself, if you missed it, to go back into the archives. You don't have to go back very far and take a listen to Henderson's very own Keith Vincent, who was featured on Season 6, Episode 2. And that'll get you even more pumped about the upcoming Sandy Lee Songfest, July 27th through the 30th. Now, as we know, there are plenty of other festivals all across the Commonwealth all summer long. I would love to sit here and tell you that I know all about every single one, but the reality is I don't. That's where I need your help. Email me. Let me know about those festivals. I would love to feature some of them in the weeks and months to come. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. Use that same address to let me know about other topics that you'd like to hear discussed, other guests that you'd like to hear featured. As long as they are tied to Kentucky, I'm more than glad to consider them. Also, don't be shy about letting me hear from you via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. It is there for your listening pleasure. Please like and follow the page. All of my previous shows are right there at your fingertips, including Keith Vincent, episode two of season six, but all the others are there as well. You can go back and relive those that you uh, just enjoyed so much you want to hear again, or you can catch those that you may have missed along the way. And you can also stay up to date with future plans through teasers that I come out with about once a week or so. Make comments, leave messages. I so enjoy hearing from listeners via Facebook and email. So feel free to contact me through either of those outlets. I do not bite, and you can count on that. Good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. We're going to come your way again next Wednesday, and that would be July 13th. We want you here as well, or our show will not be complete. So make your plans accordingly. Before we bid you adieu for this week, we have the long-awaited answer for this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster, which we presented back at the beginning of the show. Now, to recap, a former congressman and our nation's 23rd vice president was born in Christian County, Kentucky. What was his name? None other than Adlai Stevenson. Adlai Stevenson was our nation's 23rd vice president, and he was born in Christian County, Kentucky, way back in 1835. Now, he moved to Illinois with his family in 1952, so he would have been 17 or thereabouts. And he came back to Kentucky to go to college, though, at Center College. He would return to Illinois to practice law and eventually served as vice president under Mr. Grover Cleveland. So he was the 23rd vice president in our nation's history, like we told you. Also a former congressman. He passed away in 1914. But interestingly enough, his grandson, Adlai Stevenson III, is a former governor of Illinois, and he actually ran twice for president and uh, did so unsuccessfully. But Adlai Stevenson I was born in Christian County, Kentucky, lived there until he was roughly 17, and then uh, came back to Kentucky to go to college at Center College. And Adlai Stevenson was our nation's 23rd vice president. So come on back next week for another Bluegrass Brain Buster and much, much more fun and excitement. In the meantime, please listen and subscribe to Blabbing in the Bluegrass without paying one thin dime via one of four podcast directories and more coming. But for now, catch us on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Verbal. They're all free. They're all so easy to use. 
So absolutely no excuse for you not coming back next week. But between now and then, keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep laughing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.